Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Let's Talk About from Style Canada. And let me tell you, we're talking. Let's face it, we talk a lot. We talk about things we love, hot topics, and anything in between. But what about the things we don't talk about? What about the things we want to know but don't know how to ask? Don't worry, we've got you covered. Let's expand our horizons. Let's talk about it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 3 of Let's Talk About. This season, I'm excited to kick things off with a series on emotional intelligence. If you recall last season, we had Sarah Joseph join us, who's a certified life and emotional intelligent coach. We had a great conversation, and so I asked Sarah if she would co-host this season with me. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to co-host this series with you. Me too. I'm excited to have you. So I'll share just a little bit about Sarah for maybe those that didn't catch the episode. Um, if you didn't, it aired in December and it was called Let's Talk About Emotional Intelligence. So you can listen back there, but we are going to take you through the whole journey now. But for those of you that didn't listen, a little bit about Sarah. Her mission is to help you master your emotions to live a more purposeful life. Sarah provides the knowledge, tools, and resources to help improve your emotional IQ through her five-step process that focuses on everything from self-awareness to how we identify and communicate our emotional needs. She believes it's your right to learn how to take control of your emotions and to create the life you truly deserve. Sarah, I love that because I feel like it is such a good time of year to start this series and to have this conversation. I mean, we're through January and probably yeah. like getting the cobwebs out <laughs> for <Yeah>. me anyway. <laughs> after the no, for me too. <laughs> And I'm ready to kind of like take control of those emotions. And, you know, I I think that it's a lot to say, live your best life, but to, to improve ourselves, right? And to um, take some time to reflect. And February is a good time for that, actually. Like if you think about, sure. right, like it's a little bit slower. February, March is hopefully a little bit slower than, you know, once we get into spring, at least here in Canada, because it's cold. Yeah, it's very cold right now. <laughs> yeah. And so we're happy to like stay in a little bit more and maybe have a little time for reflection. So anyway, yeah. I think it's a great time for this. And I'm so happy that you are with us doing it and guiding us through it. Because what I learned in our conversation, our last uh, episode we did together on emotional intelligence was that I don't know a lot about emotional intelligence. So right. you, 
<laughs> you are very much going to be the leader here and I'm very much the student. Um, and so maybe a good place to start for those that didn't listen to that episode is just a little bit about, you know, how you got here in this role. Um, mm -hmm. And then we could dive into like, what is emotional intelligence? For sure. Um, and I think, like you said, February is a great time, <laughs> right? It's a shorter month and it's just so much, it's a little colder. So it's a really great time to kind of get your feet wet and some self-reflection. And that's kind of how I started. So I have been on my emotional healing journey, I would say for the last at least three to four years, but it really started when I started therapy and I'm continuing therapy and I will continue to do therapy because I find that your emotional healing just never ends, right? It just never stops. You're always doing something new. You're always evolving and growing. And I personally enjoy having a mentor that's going to be there to guide me through those, you know, difficult or challenging places. Or sometimes, you know, it's those areas where you're just kind of vibing, you feel good, you feel happy about, and you want to express and learn how to actually feel your happy emotions too. Um, mm -hmm. So it was after maybe three years of therapy where I realized that I really wanted to help people. And I wanted to extend this part of myself because in therapy what I really learned was how to increase my emotional capacity in a way that I wasn't only processing my emotions but I was processing my thinking so understanding how my thinking was actually elevating my emotional experience uh, so this later led me to wanting to become a life coach and then I further niche down into becoming a emotional intelligence coach and that's when I built out the five-step model because I found that it was these specific five steps that really helped me really encourage my emotional processing and my emotional growth and management which I find is also now working for some of the clients that I have as well so if therapy isn't the route for you maybe coaching might be the route for you right so it all depends on your personal preference you pick and choose what you like, right? But um, I know that this process has worked for me in not only improving my relationships, but improving my relationship with myself, and then improving that in terms of better conflict resolution skills as well. So that's kind of how I got here. And I'm excited to share this journey and continuing to share that journey with all of you. Mm -hmm. I like how you said that part of like linking your thinking to emotions, which I'm sure we're going to get into, but that really sure. resonated with me. Yeah. So is it, you talk about this five-step process. Yes. Uh, can you start taking us through what that entails? Yeah. So I thought let's start off with emotional intelligence and kind of branch that into the five steps. So I thought it would be a great place to start with what emotions are and then kind of trickle that into how EI really helps to elevate your emotional experience. So just to simplify it, your emotions are just sensations and vibrations moving around in your body that help you to better understand and navigate the world around you or the experience that you're having around you. So they act as guides or directional signals in order to navigate this crazy life, let's put it that way. And they also really heavily aid in our survival and our protection. So that fight, flight or freeze response, for example. So I'm actually going to flip it to you. And let's say that you go hiking, okay, and you go up to this mountain, and it took you like an hour to get there. But you get there and you get to the top. And you're looking over this beautiful valley, you see a stream, you see beautiful, colorful flowers, you see greenery everywhere. There's animals there's chipmunks there's squirrels like you're having your best you're living your best life because you got to the top of this mountain how do you feel describe it but okay so how I feel is 
happy that I made it to the top of the mountain because the first thing you said when you're like, you're climbing up a mountain, I'm like, oh, that experience actually <laughs> happened to me on a press trip a couple of weeks ago. And you're like, okay, we're going to go on this hike through the jungle. And I'm like, we are, I'm not dressed appropriately. So I'm happy I made it to the top of the mountain. Good. And usually when I'm by like water on um, a higher vantage point to water, I feel very much a sense of calm and I, yeah. I'm pretty good at like the pausing and the deep breathing and taking that in. So I feel like, and probably also like a sense of like, wow, I'm so small in this world. I'm right. I think I would feel those things. Yeah. Right. So you're feeling really massive, high energy feelings. Like you feel really good internally. Okay. So let's do the flip of that. Let's say that you are walking down the street and you're going to Starbucks and you're grabbing a cup of coffee and someone makes a racial slur at you. How do you feel? Um, probably defensive. Right. Um, depending on the situation, maybe fearful. Like, obviously I'm a white woman, so I can't equate that to what someone else has felt, but I have had someone spit on me in the streets of New York City. Wow. So I would say that that was kind of a, that okay. was like a little bit fear because like this person was, was mentally unstable. And just so I think that resonated a little bit. Um, so yeah, different maybe after that fact, sad, probably. Mm -hmm. So you had a lot of emotion come up that was completely opposite from what you felt when you went up that mountain, right? Mm -hmm. So your emotions, essentially, in those moments, helped you to narrate or give you more information about that specific experience, right? So it really brought it to life for you. And you not only lived the experience, but you felt it, right? You felt happy, you felt peaceful when you were on that mountain. But when you were receiving that racial slur, and you got defensive, you felt angry, right? You felt upset. And it was those physical sensations happening in your body that created that experience for you. Let's say you didn't feel angry and you didn't feel any of those things, that specific situation might not have enough meaning, right? So mm -hmm. our emotions give a lot of meaning to what we're experiencing. So when you say, so it's like the feeling of the vibrations, for example, would that literally be when you're on the mountain, like the vibrations of like the earth and the water crashing? Would that be what you, would that be what it is when you say vibration? It's more internal. So okay. And this is the part where we don't tune in, right? So we just go, okay, I'm feeling something, but we're not really understanding where it's coming from. So the next time you climb up a mountain or the next time you go for another hike, I encourage you to take a look at what's happening internally. So that could be closing your eyes, that could be tuning into your mind, tuning into your body and noticing what happiness feels like in your body, right? You might feel very light. You might feel really, maybe you feel a little jittery. Maybe you're tingling a little bit. Maybe you feel a rush of emotion. Maybe you feel like crying sometimes because it looks so good, right? Um, or it makes you feel a certain type of way. And that all comes down to that chemical reaction that's happening in your body. So tuning into what that physically feels like internally, right? So we kind of associate feeling with what we think. So it's, I feel a certain way in my mind, but it's actually, I feel a certain way in my body. And my thinking is just generating those chemical responses. And is your thinking, I'm assuming, taking your past experiences and in, in making an emotion um, feel better or worse, or maybe not better or worse than the right analogy, but making it feel stronger or less so like you used in that example. Okay. It's for sure. Exactly. So, how that and I think that probably lends itself to like how we could make a smaller situation 
be blown up in our mind. And I'm sure we'll get into that. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I'm actually heading into that right now. So okay. <laughs> as much as that sound great, here's the problem, right? So the problem is, let's say, let's take that scenario again, where that person made that racial slur towards you. Okay. And your anger in that moment was completely justified, right? Because now that kind of showed you where your boundaries are. It showed you where you were being disrespected. And it showed you an area of your life where you will not tolerate that type of treatment, right? So in a way, your anger was supporting and defending how you truly feel, right? Or what you want for yourself. But let's take that a step further and say that your anger went so unregulated that you screamed back at him. Maybe you said a racial slur right back. What if you hit him? You know, what mm -hmm. if you got into an altercation? What if it created a crowd now? Right. So now our emotional response to all of that just created a way worse situation than it was before. Right. And that's because of something called emotional hijacking. So in that moment, your anger hijacked the rest of your brain and hijacked your entire thinking brain. So you were not able to think rationally. You had no sense of judgment, right? When you attacked him, maybe uh, maybe he came at you with something else, right? So now that situation got 10 times worse. The police are involved. Um, maybe there's a crowd of people involved. Maybe CP24 is there and they're recording it all, <laughs> right? This just got blown out of way proportion and that's because we had no emotional control. Right. Mm -hmm. So what EI essentially does is it helps you to become not only aware of what's happening, but begin to regulate when you have lost control, regain that control and bring that power back into being able to deactivate that um, that feeling brain and go into activate that thinking brain where you're now able to use that prefrontal cortex and you're able to use that to think rationally, to plan your next decision, to effectively think the scenario through, right? Instead of reacting, but instead responding. Is there certain people that are, have, or there's certain characteristics, I guess, that certain people have that make them better at emotional intelligence? Because as you're saying that, I would think like, if you maybe were naturally a calmer person or like maybe more patient, I don't know, like if, is there certain attributes or characteristics that would make you better at being emotionally intelligent? <laughs> definitely the patience, right? And definitely that yeah. inner self-control. But I find that attaining all of those attributes over your time, like to say that I'm a patient person or to say that I'm a calm person actually comes from learned behavior, right? It comes from how maybe growing up, how you reacted when your parents, you know, you had altercation with your parents, right? Maybe they taught you how to be calm, cool, and collected, right? Maybe they really nurtured you in that way. And now you've become this patient person. So those attributes will take you into these situations where you are able to be calm, cool, and collected. But let's say you grew up very disharmonious and it was like anger and shouting and screaming and yelling and fighting and oh my god you name it right now mm -hmm. you're taking that emotional response or that emotional experience and taking it into the way this person just made that racial slur about you so you're more likely to go in and say well I'm gonna hit this person I'm gonna attack this person I'm gonna say something mean back I'm gonna use all of the experience that I have of this situation happening before to becoming this so I definitely think it comes down to learned behavior but it also comes down to understanding that all these attributes or characteristics are skills that you can build within yourself. So being an angry person and then becoming a patient person, 
that can be created, right? That can be generated. You can always go back and rectify and you can always go back and build that skill, right? From going to being not so calm to being really calm and patient, right? That's again, a skill that you can build over time. So I definitely think it takes a certain amount of skill to be able to do that. So building your emotional intelligence to learn how to respond rather than react to a situation is definitely where EI can come in. And that is where you're building that skill. It's really building a skill to mm-hmm. respond rather than react. And is that what the five-step process, if we get into that, is that what that shows us is how to build that skill? Okay. Exactly. So it teaches us how to build that skill over time and then maintain that skill as well. Because like any old habit, old habits die hard, right? So if we're going from always reacting to a situation this way, it is going to take a bit of time and practice. And it is going to be a little challenging to get you from not reacting to slowly responding, right? To now implementing this new idea of this is how we want to think. This is how we want to cope. This is how we want to approach the situation. Because although that old way of doing it did serve you and it served some function because it got you this far, maybe it's not working for you anymore, right? And really Mm -hmm. knowing why, really knowing why you're doing it, really knowing why you're changing these parts of yourself in order to create what outcome, right? Maybe I want better relationships. Maybe I want a better relationship with my parents. Maybe I want a better relationship with my spouse. Maybe I want a better relationship with my significant other or my best friend, for example, right? So really establishing your why is going to be important in how we create this change moving forward. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And I should mention too that like we very much plan for this podcast to start taking questions 
from from people to kind of look at different scenarios um, and how how they can kind of work through them from an EI perspective as well. So I like that you kind of said that in there. But back to um, today anyway, because we'll we'll get to questions as we we wanted today to be kind of like a base of what emotional intelligence is in the first few episodes anyway to be a base of that. Um, do you want to actually take us through like one through five, what the step, what the steps are sure. in the process? Okay. I can. Okay. So in terms of the five-step process, these were all specific areas in which you build your skill or you build your IQ in, in order to attain that, you know, that end goal of becoming more emotionally intelligent. But as you're going through each step, you're building your IQ in different areas that help you encompass this whole idea of becoming more emotionally intelligent. And what I like to say is that emotional intelligence is understanding the or having the capacity to understand the and regulate the emotions, your own emotions, as well as the emotions of other people. So as much as the first few steps are just about you and you focusing on you and how you can better process your emotion and your emotional management. It's also about how we can then take that information and relay it to when someone else is having an emotional reaction towards us, right? How can we be more empathetic? How can we come across and understanding the situation from their point of view rather than your own? So the first step is, or the first two steps at least are about you and about focusing in on your emotional relationship with yourself. So the first step is self-awareness. And this is kind of where I like to call it the self-discovery stage. It's where you really, you don't make any changes, but you just observe yourself from a third-party perspective. You collect data, you collect research, and you really get to know your behavior. So what you're doing is you're going in to understand your triggers. What triggers an emotional onset for you, for example? You're going in to identify and recognizing the feelings that come up after that trigger, and then being able to understand how you cope with that trigger afterwards, right? So knowing what your entire process is from the time that you're triggered, from the time that you're ending that trigger, right? And using that information to then go, okay, well, hey, I just had an angry emotional outburst, okay? I just screamed at my husband. And now I am, now he's sleeping on the couch and we're not having a great night. That's how this ended, right? And we want to convert that into, okay, I got a little upset about something. I want to be able to acknowledge that's what happened for me. So I felt angry. I felt disrespected. I felt disgusted. I felt embarrassed, right? Understanding what that means for you and then being able to go, okay, well, here's how I feel. Maybe I'm ready to talk about it today, but maybe I could be ready tomorrow. But it doesn't mean that I have to have my husband sleep on the couch all night, right? <laughs> so Fair, yeah. it's, it's, you can definitely- Unless you want more space in the bed, then maybe. But. <laughs> <laughs> more space is always great. <laughs> but we don't, have to, we don't always have to end up to that conclusion, right? Mm -hmm. This conclusion can change. Then we move into something called self-regulation. That's the second step. And that's where you really learn about the internal feelings that are happening for you in your body and how they move through your body. It's about 
learning how emotions are energy in motion, emotion, right? I, that's kind of how I spell it out and understanding where you feel it in your body. So sometimes some of us hold emotion, you know, in our chest, in our shoulders, you know, in our hands and our feet, we may feel tingling, burning sensations all around our body, getting to know what those feelings are and what they feel like and how to regulate them, right? Because essentially what we're really running from are the feelings, the physical vibrations happening in our body, because we have no sense of safety in that area. We have no control and we're going, what is happening to me, right? For example, when I get angry, my heart starts racing, my chest gets big and I, my fists go and I'm like, just ready to fight, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and that could be, you know, different for someone that gets sad. Maybe they go into a shell. Maybe they go into this place where they're not, they're feeling something really heavy in their chest. It feels like this weight and they're not able to express it or get it off themselves so that, you know, they hide, they don't talk about it, they don't tell anyone. So everyone's emotion shows up very differently and it shows up with a physical sensation. Then we go into empathy and empathy is a great place where we start to, once we're aware of what we feel, once we're able to learn how to regulate that up and out of our body, now we're able to understand the emotions of other people. So it's being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand their situation from their emotional state, right? So you have one emotional state in this situation, but they might have a completely opposite emotional state, but it doesn't mean that you need to feel it, but it could mean that you need to understand it to create resolution right, to create a space where you can actually come together and understand, hey, I get why you feel that way, right, or I understand why that might hurt you. It's also being able to go in to understand the different levels of empathy, right, and being able to convey that empathy in your words, and in your emotion, and in your facial expressions, in your reactions, in the way that you listen, in the way that you communicate, right. So empathy is a great place where we get to understand two sides of every story, right, then we have motivation. And motivation is essentially where once you're beginning to implement this, and I explained a little bit about it before, those old habits, right? So we have these old habits where we're experiencing anger, you know, we're experiencing stress, we're experiencing sadness, or, you know, fear or anxiety. And this is how we've done it for 20, 30, 40 years, right? And then all of a sudden, you're making these changes, all of a sudden, we're saying breathe. All of a sudden, we're saying meditate. All of a sudden, we're saying think differently, right? And it, your brain is going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. I've never done this before. And I don't even know why I'm doing this. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go back to that neural pathway in my brain that always did it the same way, right? That always did it and always got that, that end result where we ended up in an angry argument, right? And we want to shift that to really knowing your why. So why are you making this change? What's really on the line for you if you don't implement this change? What's really important to you for making this switch and understanding that motivates you? So this is where we go into do a lot of short-term and long-term goal setting, and we begin to understand our why. Okay. So then that in terms of motivation, there's also taking ownership and accountability for what you feel and how you feel it, right? So we kind of can get you moving from this victim complex or this blame game where they made me feel. I feel this because they did this, right? We can begin to go into ourselves and really internalize and understand, okay, I'm going to take accountability for this because they're not making me feel this. I feel this way, right? And these are sensations happening for me, not for them. 
right? And when we can make that switch, we can then take authority over our emotions and gain more control that way. The last one is social skill. So social skill is where we want to learn how to effectively communicate those thoughts and those feelings. And that can come not only through our verbal communication, but it can come through our nonverbal communication. So as we're in a community, as we're communicating with our partner, for example, or our friend, for example, are we using what social cues are we using, right? Are we using our better listening skills? Are we using better attentive skills or what keywords are we using, right? This is also where we can power in on the aspect of forgiveness or making a meaningful apology where it's needed. Um, this is also where we take your vulnerability and opening up that vulnerability and using it as your superpower to create these really strong, healthy relationships. And I think that's the biggest part here. A lot of us don't feel safe in our own emotions, right? We don't feel safe being vulnerable and opening up to other people because it is scary, right? It's scary when we don't know what we're doing. But once you're building this awareness, this regulation and this empathy, slowly and this motivation, what's gonna happen is you're gonna want to be more emotionally vulnerable because you're creating the safety from within yourself and you'll be able to use it as your superpower. Right. So it's then being able to communicate your needs and understanding the needs of other people and then being able to create meaningful solutions to essentially gain that emotional management control. Yeah, I feel like um, so by the end of this series, we're going to all be way better people. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm guessing, too, as you're going through and listening and you're listing through the process, like it is a process in that you fall, you go through it sequentially, I'm assuming, right? Like, it's not like you just get to, um, you can, like, can you be empathetic before you self-actualize? You probably can't, like, some people are probably naturally more empathetic, but even yeah. as you were talking about empathy, I was thought, I I would imagine people that have that skill of, of being empathetic probably have stronger relationships, because you can, like, see mm-hmm. another viewpoint right you don't just like just see your lane and like see red when something you know doesn't go your right. way kind of thing so interesting very interesting yeah empathy goes a long way for sure so sarah that's all really great what are some tips and tricks that we can take for implementing we know we're going to listen to the series and get much more into it but what are some takeaways for today that we can start that that journey right so Some of the tips and tricks that I know I've implemented, at least within myself, and then have implemented outward to my clients that have been really helping their journey with even just starting the self-awareness part is going into it with curiosity and that exploration. So going into this with this mindset to learn, to uncover, and to really get curious at the parts of yourself that we have really been hiding from ourselves from a really long time right? So with that comes establishing that safety within ourselves again, in order to be able to process what we've been what we've been feeling. So the reason a lot of us don't go into exploring our emotions, or exploring what we feel and think is because we don't feel safe doing that. We don't have the safety within ourselves to bring that out of us. So what I like to encourage is therapy, or even coaching, or even just talking to a friend that you feel safe with, right? And what this is going to do, it's going to encourage you to open up and unravel those little pieces of yourself bit by bit. And in order to create that safety that you've been looking for in order to become more emotionally vulnerable with yourself, so that you can then become emotionally vulnerable with others. So it's that curiosity and establishing that safety that's going to create 
that combination that you need for that self-awareness. The other part is no more abandoning ourselves, right? So what we do when we are facing anger or sadness or rejection, we go in and we abandon ourselves and we beat ourselves up for having these thoughts and feelings, right? Oh my God, I can't believe I thought that way. Or, oh my God, I can't believe I got angry. Or, oh my God, I can't believe I'm, like, I'm going through all this anxiety. That's no good. Other people don't feel that. And we go into this comparing complex, right? This is where we want to hone in on self-acceptance, right? So going in to understand that, hey, you are human, right? And feeling these emotions don't make you actually any less human. They make you more human, right? And each of these emotions are here to teach you something. They're here to guide you. And instead of them taking that control, what we want to do is just take the guidance piece and run with it, right? Other, another tip is uh, mindfulness. So being able to, you know, go and to breathe, being you know, not embarrassed to meditate, not embarrassed to breathe, being able to understand that these the science behind all of this actually does work and being able to, you know, go into do some inner child healing and journaling. Um, I think some one of the major tips, though, or for the entire EI process is understanding that nothing that you do here is ever going to be about trying to stop your emotions from happening, right? Our emotions play a vital part in our survival. They play such a vital part in our decision-making and everything we do these days or in life in general. And it's important to remember that we want to change the trajectory from control, complete control to guidance, right? And understanding why they're showing up, why they're here, what is my emotion here to teach me and what attention do I need to give right now to this part of myself so that I can heal and I can become a better version of me and improve my quality of life over time. Okay. I feel like a lot, the mindfulness thing, I think will be the thing that I take into the day till we chat with you next week. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, Sarah, well, yeah, thank you so much for, for being with us today. Obviously, you know, we'll be here together next week again. Can you let people know in the meantime where to find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Sarah Joseph underscore coach. And you can also find me on Twitter, uh, which will be great. Um, you can also find me on my website, which is currently, you know, under works, but um, it will be up soon. And you can even email me, Sarah Joseph Life Coach at Outlook.com. And if you do have any questions for us, you can send them along to hello at style.ca. Like I mentioned, in the coming weeks, we will start taking some of your questions and applying uh, Sarah's method and an emotional intelligence lens to them and hopefully giving a little bit of advice, which we're excited for. So until next week, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this conversation. We will have a brand new one on a brand new topic every Monday. If you were intrigued by anything in our conversation, we encourage you to talk about it. Tell a friend, post on social media, take action in your very own way. Subscribe to get the newest episode at your fingertips as soon as it drops. Until next time, check out Style Canada, a disruptor in the media for its community of inquisitive style seekers. You can find us at style.ca or on social media. Just like this podcast, Style Canada is not just about style. It's about living a lifestyle that leaves people open to evolution and opportunity. This episode was hosted by Elise Gasparino. The music credit goes to Raspberry Music, and it was brought to you by Style Canada. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.